when I'm trying to share my energy and share my soul with people, it's not specifically that I enlighten them with something, but they are enlightened by what we do together. So all these uh, small events that I help organizing or I organize myself, uh, I would like to inspire people all the time. And I think that people should have something that really strikes them as most interesting and the most exciting. So um, it won't be specifically that I'm enlightening, but that I'm helping them to become enlightened. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. In reality, Ukrainian people are much better, much more interesting and friendly than other people expect. This podcast is about the real life, experiences, work and personalities of Ukrainian people with a focus on the capital Kiev, so that foreigners discover the positive truth about Ukraine hear the voices of Ukrainians, visit the country and invest in the economy, creating more opportunities for the younger Ukrainian generations to stay and build their country. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for the children who lost their families in the war. I couldn't return to Ukraine in 2020 because of COVID-19, so this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine. And thank you. Thank you all so much for the support. This podcast now is ranked number one on Apple Podcasts about Ukraine, top 100 travel podcasts in France, in Switzerland, and in Ireland, top 60 travel podcasts in the United Kingdom and in Norway, top 50 in Sweden, Canada, Italy, Spain, and Jamaica, top 25 Apple podcasts in Russia, and top 20 on Apple Poland, Belarus, and in the Netherlands, and top 10 Finland, Romania, Cyprus, Thailand, and South Korea. So please keep supporting as we will reach together 100 interviews and many more, and follow the new Instagram about this project, aziz.future. My guest today is Darina Hill. Darina is a freshman from the Taras Shevchenko National University of Kiev, studying interpretation and translation. She is also an English second language teacher at Vinitsa Language School. Darina is passionate about social activism. She was and is an active volunteer with more than 300 hours of community service as an English second language teacher and a language learner with a love for sports. She is also an American Councils and Flex Program City Representative of Vinitsa and a Flex alumni from 2018 to 2019 in California. Darina, how are you today? 
I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm happy, excited, looking forward to this. So I will ask my new favorite question, which is, Darina, these days and weeks and months, what seems to be the thing you keep thinking about a lot that is important to you or a bit of something you're trying to figure out or whatever is going on on your mind on a consistent basis lately? Um, so for me personally, I've been thinking a lot about uh, self-growth because right now, while we are all mostly stuck in at our homes, uh, it is vital for us to not stand in one place and move forward. And even though we are not able to enjoy all the uh, resources and everything that we did in the past, it is still uh, critical for us to uh, to evolve and to become better people and just to try to improve all of our skills that we have already and uh, hone them and just try new things. So for me, um, I was thinking quite a lot about just uh, how I would like to motivate myself and how I would like to grow personally and spiritually because for me, those things are the most valuable things uh, in the human development and I think that um, they're just the, those things that you have to remember all the time. Thank you. So growth, not stay standing still, but taking steps forward, self-development, and evolving. Is this correct? Yeah, completely. I think those are the basis of becoming the better human that you already are. I like what you're saying, because even if you read Mark Manson's book, in there he mentions a very important idea, which is if you think you're lacking things and therefore you need to improve in order to become what you're not, you're basically teaching yourself that you're incomplete. But what you said, becoming the better person that you already are, which means that you're great and you're becoming better, which is a lot more positive way to think, but that's a tangent. To ask you a bit more, if you are to define taking steps forward, growth, evolution, what would you say? And why did you use the word motivating yourself? So are there things that if you didn't do or thoughts, if you didn't have, then you won't motivate yourself? So please speak about this. So I choose specifically those words because I believe that if you are growing and evolving, uh, you are constantly changing and um, you are trying all these new things and trying to see yourself in a different light. And uh, those are the things that make you a better human, as I said before, because you are constantly trying to improve. Uh, and uh, by personal growth and the development, uh, you are just trying to do everything that you haven't done before and you are uh, trying to develop yourself personally. And um, when I said about motivation, it is really important to know that you have something that you want to work for, to have a goal and to have an aim. And if you are not uh, interested enough in the things that you are trying to do, it won't get you anywhere because if you don't have motivation to even develop yourself or develop uh, everything around you, uh, you'll be just stuck in one place and uh, you will just stay inside of your comfort zone. But you have to try to push yourself and uh, just enjoy the life because if you don't have enough motivation to change something, well, you won't get anywhere. You won't get anywhere. So many like 
movement and spatial metaphors and it's so beautiful so i will i will ask you this how it relates because you use something that is more about movies and photography as well as something more about journey and movement and walks etc so when you are not stuck in one place and you're taking steps forward and i'm sure people are hearing like when i repeat specifically the words together that relate it's when you're not stuck in one place when you're taking steps forward when you're moving towards a direction that you want and when you're pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone well how is that related to seeing yourself under different lights which is the kind of movie <laughs> metaphor because those are not similar so how do they relate um for me personally it's just uh, the meaning that uh, our life is a movement and our life is constantly changing and we are pushing us forward in most of the cases and with all those movements that you said that are connected with movies and just actual physical movements they are all co colorated together because you are just uh, well you are constantly on the move your mind is just moving with uh, lightning speed and you are trying to uh, do all these things and you are trying to experience different things so uh, when you are moving you are physically moving and your body is moving and your mind is in constant rush uh, so for me the movement is uh, well basically one of the most uh, critical things because you have to move to do something you have to move to achieve like you have to literally stand up and do something just to get what you want Perfect. And I have to ask even more, because some of the language that you are using, and if uh, uh, Albert Ellis were alive from uh, Rational Emotive Behavioral Therapy, he will tell you, look, push yourself. You have, to, you have to, you force yourself. Those are things that are not so kind to yourself when that language mm -hmm. is used. So are you someone who is a bit hard on yourself? Are you your own biggest critic and you really like push yourself in life? Or is this just an English expression? But if you were speaking in Ukrainian, it would have been different. Just trying to explore whether you're somewhat of a perfectionist, you demand a lot of yourself and you push yourself. Um, you actually kind of explain me in every possible way because I am a diehard per perfectionist and it is just one of the uh, biggest uh, I would say even struggles in some of the cases to get everything to a hundred percent and for me pushing means that I'm physically doing everything possible just to get to my goal and to achieve the thing that I want uh, so for me this kind of movement it is just trying to devote as much of your spirit basically to uh, changing something in yourself and uh, well I would say that I'm a biggest critic as you said because I'm always like I am for constructive criticism and I think that is a wonderful thing when it is uh, done in a proper way and for me I'm just always trying to think of what did I do wrong there how can I uh, what can I do to kind of eliminate this kind of mistake and I'm always trying to push myself forward and not stand in one place so this is basically my life motto so just try to move, move forward and well, look back at your mistakes, not, not do them again and just 
try to achieve everything that you want. Great. And I'm hearing so many things that it reminds me of Jordan Peterson's thought that he said we treat ourselves worse than a slave is being treated by a tyrant. We are the hardest people whipping ourselves into action, not having any kindness for ourselves. And I believe in many ways that, you know, as a human matures, we learn that doing everything possible, like you mentioned, it's not really realistic to maintain long term. But of course, for you, you have goals. You don't want to stay sedentary now during the coronavirus pandemic, staying at home. That's not the person you want to be. And when you wish to feel alive, when you want to relax, to let go from all the thoughts in your mind these days, do you have something you like to do or a place you like to go that makes you feel better, recharge yourself, and be ready to push yourself more? Well, it really depends on what I've been doing before that and from what I'm kind of exhausted. Uh, but I'm mostly uh, just I mostly spend time with people because uh, some my some of my friends describe me as a people person and um, I just cannot imagine myself without all my acquaintances and all my uh, companions. So for me, the biggest uh, the the best way to charge my batteries and just try to unwind is communicating with people because it doesn't really need a lot of energy as you are just being yourself and you're expressing your thoughts and listening. Uh, so for me, it's one of the biggest uh, things that I usually do when I want to relax. And, uh, well, I I would like to stay active as, as much as I want and as much as, 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 much as I can. So um, I, I usually go running <laughs> when I'm just really exhausted with all the things in my mind while I'm not physically exhausted. And uh, well, for me, as I said before, movement is everything. When you are moving your thoughts, when you are thinking all the time, uh, it can be really tiring. But when you are enjoying the talk with your friends or with your family, it is one of the most pleasurable things that I can imagine for myself. And just a little bit of physical exercise never really ruined anything. So for me, those are the bases. Thank you. So if I understood correctly, when you spend time with friends and acquaintances and family, you can be yourself that doesn't take energy and that then you can unwind and recharge yourself. Or if your mind is racing full of thoughts, well, you turn to your body and go running so that your mind calms down. But to you, it's all about movement, change. And that is the uh, fundamental thing in life. Is this correct? Yeah, totally. And to ask you then, as a little girl, were you somewhat of a more active little girl that was always running around? That's one. And second, were you that way? Or did you have some kind of role model of someone who's always moving, always progressing, always putting steps forward, pushing themselves to higher and higher, maybe it's in your family, someone who was always developing and evolving, or that you were somewhere where nobody was doing it, so you chose to be the opposite, or you had some favorite book or movie or character that represented this to you and gave you this imprint and blueprint. Um, So 
personally, I think that uh, when I was a kid, from what uh, my parents told me, uh, I was really quiet. And I remember myself always sitting somewhere, just doing my things, reading, and uh, basically being a really, really shy and quiet kid. But as time passed by and as I went to school, I was uh, becoming more active and I was trying to uh, introduce myself to everyone and just to get more friends and try to do new things. Uh, so um, I would say that it was just a personal growth because even though I was quite just silent kid, I uh, then became really outgoing. So I would say that it just was a development that I, that happened. And as for the role model, I wouldn't say that I had one specific role model. Well, my mom was one for me all this time because uh, she's been bringing me up alone and it was always fascinating for me to see how strong she is and how powerful she is. Uh, but as for some like specific person that made me this kind of like act proactive person that always is on the move, um, I would just say that all the people, because all the people are really inspiring and everyone has their own uh, ways how to do things and all these achievements that people have. And uh, just looking at everyone around me and my circle of friends and just, um, well, basically everywhere, even on the streets, you can see that people are constantly moving and they are changing. And I was trying to embrace everything good that is in them and um, try to implement it on myself and just I was inspired by people all the time and people are my role models just all people in general thank you there is so much to unpack and I can tell you have a very smart mind and you have it's racing full of thoughts all the time because it feels like a Niagara fall of golden thoughts all the time so I cannot even summarize it without taking a long long time to unpack so I that's why I focus on small things specifically with you because you express so many great thoughts and to focus on this look you said pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone having a goal and thinking about achievements is this correct yeah, i'm not talking about people but in your way of thinking yes this is correct because those things are what i value the most and those are the basic principles that i uh, live with and i would like to um, just use them in the future as well. Why is going out of your comfort zone experience something new? And you mentioned new, the word new three times. So what is important to you about experiencing something new, about achievements, about leaving your comfort zone? And how do these three relate together? So I would say quite a cliche thing that a lot of Lex alumni say that it was the one of the most uh, pushing forces was uh, going to the States and seeing everything that you haven't seen before. And even before that, for me, I was always interested in experiencing uh, novice things and uh, just trying to get myself out there and uh, see what is uh, in the world. So uh, I would say that um, if we're talking about coming out of the, com uh, of the comfort zone and uh, thinking outside of the box, it would just mean that um, that you are trying to experience the world, the world itself. And by sitting in one place, as I have told probably a million times before, you won't uh, have it and you won't see it. So uh, when you are just trying 
a different hobby or you are um, even like trying a new genre of movies, you are still um, experiencing some new things and you are uh, basically your mind is working through all of those uh, experiences that it had. So you are changing, your mind is changing and uh, by just going out from your comfort zone, you leave everything that you had behind and embrace new things. And well, I say new a lot because for me, new is the concept of something that will happen in the future and something that is constantly changing because the change is just, you have to change all the time and you sometimes will change uh, in some ways negatively, but mostly uh, you will try to become better. So uh, just becoming a better person and thinking outside of the box and just coming out from your comfort zone. Uh, for me, those are the critical things. I love this. I it, You're one of the most spatial. It's not special. It's from space. Spatial mm -hmm. people I've ever met. And even in your temporal metaphor, it's spatial. So I imagine for you, and please focus, your sense of time is the past is behind you. You are here. If you don't move forward, you're not experiencing the future. And therefore, the future is everything that is new. And you don't want to be the same person when you take that one step forward. Each step, you want to change into something more developing, evolving with each step forward, as well as realizing that the future is always changing as well. If you stay in one place, you're not going to the future. And therefore, it's in a way being stuck in time, which is to you a metaphor of space, being stuck in one place, meaning that you're not moving into the future. Is this a correct understanding or totally wrong? I wouldn't even summarize it better. Thank you. And since you're so spatially oriented, most people who would be like that would either be great athletes, great architects or city planners or something like that that relates to space or maybe even like uh, people who do that home design and decoration, etc. I don't know what is to you, but do you have something like that? You mentioned running. I don't know whether there is another thing, but is there something to you where you feel your body, you move, you feel that sense of movement the most in a physical way? Because in many ways, you're an athlete of the mind. And, and it's wonderful that your brain, even when you're not moving, your brain is moving because you're being an athlete of the mind, exploring the future and evolving and taking ideas to turn them into movement and change. But physically, because it will be easier to explore, do you have such a thing that you really like to experience change and movement doing? Maybe it's running, maybe it's dance, maybe it's uh, architecture or something <laughs> like that, uh, home design, I don't know. Tell me more about it. Um, well, I am really interested in sports. I've been always sporty my whole life. I've been doing swim for probably most time in my life, and uh, I'm kind of in my element when I'm in the water. Uh, and, well, I've started running maybe a year ago, so I've been trying to do it constantly, uh, hopefully every morning, and I'm trying to um, to continue doing it in the future. And, uh, well, I, while I was on my exchange year, I started doing wrestling, and I did a little bit of American football, which I think kind of boosted my personality and made me realize what is a teamwork. 
in a bigger scheme of things. And um, it was just really unforgettable experience that uh, I would say shaped who I am now to some extent. Because uh, for me, sports in general are just really uh, important things in our life because we have to stay fit and we have to stay healthy. Uh, and uh, when I started doing wrestling, it was just one of uh, like life-changing experience because I've never did such a thing. And uh, I'm still trying to continue doing it. But in this pandemic uh, period, it's quite difficult because it's really tactile sport. Uh, but uh, for me, just sport is movement. And I've been trying to uh, spend as much time as I can still staying active and uh, trying to keep myself healthy. And um, as for something a little bit uh, more still, uh, I, I'm really interested in art. And uh, I did actually finish an art school and I've studied there for five years. And like I'm looking at my room right now and all the pictures that I have are the pictures of buildings. So I could say that I have some kind of like an art architectural type of mind because for me, um, it is the easiest thing to draw to um, to express all the shapes and all the space on the piece of paper. So from one side, I could say that I'm some sort of an architect, maybe not the professional one. Uh, and at the same time, I'm quite an active sportsman. It's amazing. I can already tell that your sense of space is highly developed more than other people, as well as your proprioceptive system, which is the way that you see your body in space which means you're very in touch with it. But let's focus on one thing, because as usual, you said so many great things, and there could be like a million questions, but one thing stood out. You said when you're swimming, you are in your element. Describe to me what that means, as well as when you're swimming, how do you experience the water? How do you experience your mind? How do you experience your body and sense of space? As if you were like some author or a movie writer or a director, just showing that to people through images and words, etc. So you are swimming, you are in your element. How is that? How do you experience your body, the water, the time, the space, your mind? Um, when I'm in water, I don't really think about anything. My mind is just blank and uh, just the, this kind of liquid, like any liquid is uh, really soothing for me and it calms my mind and it calms my body. So I feel like I'm the one with this substance. And uh, when I'm swimming, I'm just uh, basically going with the flow and uh, my body is just relaxed and I don't really uh, think about anything. Like, as I said, everything is blank. I don't hear anything. On, I don't think about anything most of the time. So for me, it's just like a state of tranquility and uh, of peace that uh, I don't really think that anything else that I experience and other things that I do have actually uh, gotten me to such kind of uh, space, uh, such kind of feeling of uh, peace. And, well, I would say that it's some sort of meditation for me because... I'm just, my mind is calm, my body is relaxed, and I'm just feeling at ease all the time. Tranquility, peace, some kind of meditation. You are one with the water, 
your mind is calm. There is emptiness, as the Buddhists would say, which is mm -hmm. wonderful. Because in the very beginning, you mentioned you're trying to develop yourself spiritually. And this, what you described, seems like a spiritual meditative experience. Well, why is spirituality, and I'm not only speaking about water, but you mentioned in the beginning, you aim to develop yourself personally and spiritually. Well, what is spirituality for you? Define it. Why is it important? And since no other things give you such an experience like swimming, but you said you cannot really do it as often, what other things are you doing now in order to develop spiritually? So the meaning of spirituality to you, why is it important? And what do you do now when you cannot swim to be more meditative? So for me, when I'm trying to uh, to be calm and just to uh, to feel all this energy, this is coming from within spiritually, um, as you said, that it's not uh, always possible to do swim right now with all the restrictions. Uh, it may sound a little bit weird, but I like organizing things with people and uh, doing something with them. Because uh, for me, like my two elements are, I would say the water and I would say people, even though people are not quite an element. Um, so trying to grow spiritually and to develop myself spiritually, I... Uh, I tend to say that I'm trying to put all my soul out and to share all my uh, being from inside with other people. And uh, the best way I can do it is by doing something with those people. So I'm trying to um, organize some events and some projects with people just to engage with them. And so they would uh, charge their batteries and they would become also spiritually enlightened. And I would also benefit from that by uh, doing the thing that I enjoy and, uh, well, basically <laughs> boosting my spirit in this, in this sort of way. Thank you. So you share a part of you with people. You put yourself out there. You put your spirit out, which is something you enjoy. And it allows you to grow spiritually. And to the other people, they get like an experience of enlightenment which also helps you recharge yourself. And therefore, there is some kind of exchange of enlightenment and energy when you're with people in your element. Is this a correct understanding or would you like to add more? Um, I would like to add more one thing to that, uh, that when I'm trying to share my energy and share my soul with people, it's not specifically that I enlighten them with something, but they are enlightened by what we do together. So all these uh, small events that I help organizing or I organize myself, uh, I would like to inspire people all the time. And I think that people should have something that really strikes them as most interesting and the most exciting. So um, it won't be specifically that I'm enlightening, but that I'm helping them to become enlightened. Beautiful. And now you switched metaphor to more of an electromagnetic kind, where you're speaking about excitement, enlightenment, even inspiring, which is more electric and electromagnetic. So now I have to ask, what does that mean? What does it mean when someone is being enlightened by the event or the shared experience? What does it mean and how does it relate to inspiration? As well as 
to excitement. So three things. What is enlightenment? What is excitement? What is inspiration? And how are they related? Well, frankly, those things, in my opinion, are quite similar and they're basically a little bit the same for me because when I'm organizing some projects and I'm doing some events, uh, I'm putting all my mind and all my soul in it. And uh, well, when people are engaging with it and they are participating, uh, it is enlightening for me to see all of this. So all the energy that they are giving away and that they are producing uh, is uh, some sort of inspiration for me to uh, organize something like that in the future and uh, to basically embrace this kind of energy and to implement it in some of the things that I would like to create. Uh, and as for an excitement and, well, inspiration and excitement are closely knit, in my opinion, because when you are inspired, you are inspired by something that excites you. And usually people uh, are interested and get excited uh, well, when I'm trying to well, organize some projects, and I hope they are. Uh, and uh, for me, just, well, those three things are really similar for me. Like, uh, you cannot see uh, the other one without the one without the other one. And um, just trying to um, inspire, trying to to excite someone and trying to uh, spiritually, I don't know, like spiritually enhance someone is basically the same thing for me. Thank you. And you said many things that I want to clarify. So mm -hmm. if I understood correctly, you produce your own energy and that's why you're a highly energetic person. And you share that with people in events. And then when people are excited, they produce their own energy and share it as well with you and with other people. And you embrace that energy and therefore you all excite yourself and inspire yourself. And therefore you all, in many ways, by sharing your energies and embracing the energies of each other and uh, caused and triggered and sparked by the event, you become more enlightened and therefore you always try to give your energy to people. And maybe that's why you're high energy, because if you weren't and you will always be staying, just sleeping in your house or something, that wouldn't be you. But because you have so much energy, maybe it's a waste if you kept it to yourself. But if you share it with people and share your soul, and that's maybe the source of your energy is your soul power or solar power, but soul. <laughs> so you give it to people. And together, there is this kind of uh, evolution and growth through shared energies because of an event that is sparking all this, where everyone is given of themselves and all of them are embracing that excitement and growing and evolving spiritually together. Is this correct? Yes, you said everything beautifully. Thank you. And I hope to the listeners that that will make sense because all these are very... <laughs> personal experiences for you and it's wonderful to explore your mind and I have to ask because that sounds like a very different experience to what you enjoy about the water so first to clarify when you're in water can we call that flow or not the flow experience um I would say that it's like 
a vacuum experience because you because uh, for me personally i don't hear and i don't really think about anything uh, and for me it's basically like a blank space that you are in and you have to move in it and it doesn't always have to just drag you uh, on like drag you by the surface so i wouldn't i wouldn't specifically describe it as a flow because you have to create your flow and you have to create your way and your path and even in the water you have to move water won't drag you through it i have to ask because i'm noticing something and please correct me if i'm wrong is your perspective on life that we have to be proactive otherwise nothing will happen and in way in many ways we have to try to put ourselves out there we have to push ourselves out of our comfort zone we have to actively put our soul out and share it with people and create things otherwise nothing will happen is this a fair understanding uh well mostly it is correct the only thing that i would like to maybe change is that um it won't uh, that you said that it won't change anything and you would uh, just stay in white in one place i wouldn't say that you would be stuck you'll just uh, have only uh, those skills that you already have and you won't just experience new things so you would still uh, develop yourself and you would still change as your life passes by and you see all the things that are happening around but you specifically have to do something to kind of uh, get on the move and uh, to uh, to let yourself experience new things because even if you are not moving the things around you are and it is still changing you uh, a bit by bit but uh, in my experience and from my personal view you have to do also something just to try to change yourself and the world around you great so now i have to ask because you mentioned even if we do nothing, things around us are changing and they will affect us and change us as well. But during this time, three specific times, you mentioned that you don't want to be stuck. You don't want to be standing still in one place. But now you're saying that's not even possible. So under what circumstances or how can someone be stuck in one place and not changing if you're it's something you don't want, but you're saying now that's not even possible to happen. Well, I think it's when the person is neglectful about what is happening around them. Because, uh, well, when the person just wants to uh, stay where they are and not leave their comfort zone, uh, some people can see that there are things happening around them and uh, they will subconsciously influence them. But there are some people uh, that... Um, they just don't really care what is happening around and those things cannot affect them because they don't really know about things that are around them. So that's what I was trying to tell. Thank you. So if people don't pay attention to the change happening around them, then they will not be affected by it in any way and therefore they stay in one place. Is this correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And I notice multiple times you say that you're always paying attention to things around you, to the people, even now to the walls around you and <laughs> the buildings that you made, and that it's a source of inspiration. While now, you said when people, before earlier, you said that people, when they're working on a project together, then they, there is inspiration there. 
And earlier, like I said, you mentioned when you walk around, look at people, what they're doing, how they're changing, and things around, you feel inspired. Well, those seem to be two different situations. Is that the same inspiration? Or what is your comment on that? Um, I wouldn't say that, it, that those are the same. Maybe I uh, kind of gave two different uh, descriptions of those kind of inspiration. What I meant is that when I see people that I know personally uh, that are uh, self-improving and having some changes um, in them, um, I see this as kind of uh, inspiration for me to also move forward. And uh, when I'm saying when people are engaging in a project together and uh, they are working, uh, it means that uh, they are basically enlightening themselves and they are inspiring themselves because they are also uh, changing during that time. They get some new ideas and they have new experiences. So I would say that those are different things, but they are still related to the same inspiration for me. And I have to ask you, because you said you value what is new, and new is the next experiences that will change you and will change people. And in many ways, and correct me if this is wrong, it seems to me you value the future change more than the past change, as good as that past was. But it's always the next thing that will make you evolve is more exciting. Is this correct? Yes, yes, totally. Because I think that... Uh, when you're thinking globally and when you are thinking about all the new things that you will experience, you are more motivated to do this than if you are just trying to think uh, about your past experiences and trying to comprehend your maybe past mistakes or past successes. Because um, if you look in the future and you try to like foresee some happenings, uh, it will motivate you better. It's, it's personally my opinion. It works differently for all people. But uh, from what I have experienced, experienced myself, uh, if I'm looking in the future and if I'm seeing some potential um, achievement, uh, it uh, just makes me more dedicated to that thing that if I'm just reminiscing about the past. I believe you're a futurist which is, <laughs> you know, you're focused on the the future and everything, and it's an artistic movement. So you're in many ways, maybe you didn't even know, you studied art and you focus on architecture and everything, but your spirit is very futuristic, and maybe you are meant to be part of the futurism movement. Okay, and this is a bit of something that I'm trying to understand. To me, it seems, and please correct me if I'm wrong, that you believe in proactively and actively motivating ourselves so that we stay excited and therefore we produce our energy and therefore we have energy to share and give to people and put our soul out with them and give, uh, give them everything we have. And if we don't proactively motivate ourselves, then our excitement and energy will be lower. And that is not conducive to an enlightening experience for us and for others when we work on projects. Is this correct? And if so, do you have some techniques or ways or how do you go about motivating yourself consistently that maybe someone can learn from and test to see whether it works for them? Well, frankly, 
I would say that every person has their own pace and everyone works in their uh, in their speed. So um, it won't specifically just mean that uh, if you are always active and if you are just like a ball of energy, you'll get all the ideas and you'll get excited all the time. It also has to be uh, it also has to come from peace of mind because uh, if you are trying to come up with maybe like even an idea for a future project. Uh, you don't really have to be like an energized bunny, uh, just bursting with energy. Uh, you can still be somewhat calm during the process, and but still you will uh, act actively afterwards while you are uh, maybe doing all the steps towards fulfilling this project. And um, well, I personally have this kind of scheme where I'm uh, excited about an idea and I will probably only stop being excited about that only after some time when it's done. Uh, but I, I don't really know about that because all the techniques are really unique to each person and I wouldn't give uh, like a general advice about this, uh, about motivating yourself to do something because it depends on your type of character and depends on what you do in life. Because for me, just uh, I come up with some idea like in the middle of the night and I just write it down and maybe after that uh, I just try to kind of expand it. Uh, but I would just say that like some tips to motivate you is to, um, to look at things around you and uh, kind of note some problems and some things that uh, strike you as interesting and uh, that you think are really vital. and um, what is maybe like an urgent thing that uh, that you have to change or help changing. So maybe this can be a motivation. I love that. If there are words that can summarize you, is it, it is change, it is energy, it is enlightenment, it is people, as well as a bit of tranquility so that you can even be more excited and energetic and recharge your batteries, as well as when you are with people, being yourself without needing to spend energy. And therefore, that allows your inner generator to produce the energy for more and to push yourself out of your comfort zone, as well as always thinking about the next thing, the new thing, because that is your future and that is how you can pay attention to what is next and to what is around you in order for you to keep evolving, growing and changing and moving forward. Is this correct? Brilliant. Yes, it's completely correct. This is so great. I mean, I think your mind is so special and unique. And also to end in a way that will relate it back to Ukraine, because mm -hmm. during some interviews, we didn't even this one, we didn't speak about Ukraine. If you were to describe Ukrainian people, Ukraine, Vinitsa, maybe even or Kiev to a foreigners who never visited uh, at all, what would you say? How would you describe Ukrainian people? What would be your favorite thing? about the culture, maybe favorite places, etc., in a quick way? Um, I would say that uh, Ukrainians in general are really kind to everyone and uh, they welcome everyone as if they are the part of their family. And uh, in this case, they are very generous and outgoing, even though some people, some foreigners may think that um, Ukrainians are a little bit cold and um, 
not quite pleasant to talk, uh, but I think that those are just the stereotypes from maybe past years, because right now Ukraine uh, has changed a lot, and uh, our younger generation and even later generations are just uh, trying to be really uh, outgoing and just uh, to uh, help foreigners experience all the things. So I would say that Ukrainians are just really uh, light-minded people and they are really open-minded and uh, are excited for everything and everyone. And if we're talking about my home city and Kiev, um, well, I lived in Kiev uh, only for a couple of months and I would say that this is a melting pot because it is so multicultural and has everything in it. And uh, this is kind of a city that you think of uh, when when you think about a typical uh, Ukrainian megapolis, which is which it is. And um, it is just fascinating city to visit because you have everything in it uh, from different cultures, from our personal uh, Ukrainian culture, this huge uh, rush of energy that you get when you are inside of this city. Um, and well, talking about my home city, it's kind of a province. Uh, compared to Kyiv, uh, it's a calm city, it's not that small, but it's really relaxing to um, to visit because you don't really have to spend too much energy on exploring it because everything is really compact and it's just, uh, and it's just beautiful, I would say. And Ukraine is totally worth visiting because our culture is unique and um, and all the traditions that we have and all the customs are uh, quite unique and um, they differ a lot from every state and from every oblast uh, so I would say that if you want to experience Ukraine you have to visit not only one place but as much as you can and to um, to see uh, with your own eyes every nook and cranny of our beautiful country because uh, well I love this country with my whole heart because it's one of the most beautiful places on earth and I really uh, have a deep affection with it. I love what you're saying. It reminds me what Valerie said, that the beauty of Ukraine is as beautiful as a fairy tale. So you said it's one of the most beautiful places on earth. And I agree. And with the kindness of people and that Ukrainian people have a great sense of humor, although it's not expected by foreigners. <laughs> well, to, then, if people now, to end, would like to co communicate with you, they would like to contact you, they would like to know more about you and about what you're working on, maybe be involved in future projects you'll be pushing yourself to put energy into, what are the best places? And I will write those in the description. Um, I would say my Facebook profile and my Instagram account, which are... Uh... And my Instagram is uh, Dasha underscore Hill. And my Facebook is Dasha Hill. Uh, and I would say just contact me through this two platforms because I'm always active on those. And I post all the uh, advertisements of my projects and uh, all the things that inspire me there. So I would really like people to engage with me through those two. Thank you. It was a blessing <laughs> to have you here, and I wish you a great day. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.